Chani Choi created Remembrance Magma in 2022 for the Jack Straw New Media Gallery. This immersive video installation explores the poetic and painful process of a mind's decline due to dementia. Remembrance Magma is the piece that is an animation in immersive space. It's like the virtual reality projecting to the three different worlds that make people to feel they are inside of the box, to feel it and more like to immerse it with them. And it is about the name, the remembrance is about the memory. And I try to use the surrealisms of a person's their, their life and their, their memory process, how it is getting removed or disappears slowly. That way I made a structures and narrative in animations. So first I used the poem, is from Yeats. The poem, it was one of the, my mom's favorite books. It translated in Korea. And I never felt attractive until I actually see an English version in here. And then I decided to using it in a way to make a story of my mom. So I put them to machine learning. There's a thing called GPT-2. So once I put some text and then mixed up with the text with the different resource, they made totally like a new poem from Yeats, like a Yeats make different Yeats using a computer. And then I decided them to divide it to the four different parts, like a first reincarnations, second birth, third, like love, and then fourth, like a death. And then after what did I do was I put them, uh, each sentence from the, each of chapter, there's another way to call text to image. It's like a, one of the also popular in machine learnings in AI to play around the card game, what kind of image they can generate from each of sentence from the poem. And then I made all of the like small pictures from all of the sentences of the image to see what kind of story is going on here and how I can possibly put the personal story of my mom into that. And then I found some core images from them, especially some of pictures from one sentence was like wounded women. And then, and then some of the images was like a magma. Something looks like the core of the earth. Once I made all of the images, I can play around the card game together again. And then what I do was I got some inspiration from contemporary paintings, like new painters, like young painters, their illustrations and their paintings. I make the brainstorm from the core of the images generated by machine learnings to connect them together. And then finally, I could able to make the storyboard with them. So I put them, the images, all of them in each of the chapters of storyboard. And then I made a story with it. Whitney Lynn, Chair of Interdisciplinary Visual Art at the University of Washington, joined us in the Jack Straw Studios to talk with Chani about her work and her own mother's struggle with Alzheimer's, which inspired this piece. There seems to be a real openness with this installation for how somebody might perceive 
both the images and the sound, mm -hmm. where there's a narrative that's happening, but it's not necessarily linear. There's parts that we're not going to understand, and mm -hmm. that seems to be okay. That is the, the greatest art I always admire um, as an aspect of the experience of art. That way, the methodological way I want you to follow. I'd like to say, for me, great artists, there's a things you didn't know, but you like to know. Doesn't matter you already knew something or not. You just wanted to experience and you feel it because it can be connected from your past, even though that work has nothing related to your, your thing maybe culturally, socially, or anyway, but you just like it, and you don't know why you like it even. That's what is the feeling from greatest art I always admired of. And then I hope audience don't try to follow all of the narrative of my videos that is going on in Jackstra right now and just to try to, to feel it. It doesn't necessarily to be understand. Even though I made a storyboard, there is a, some certain narrative for sure. But the experiencing and then the feel it and then and then synchronize it together. I think that is really important in this point. That why I made the uh, animations in this kind of immersive settings. experience of the installation is immersive because of the multiple projections and that, you know, envelops the space. Yeah, like it's surrounding you, right? Yeah. Uh, also the sound, though, too. Mm -hmm. um, I think I got really good benefit from Jackstro. Actually, the sound was originally um, stereo sound. <laughs> it's not really fantastic. Also, I'm still learning sound, but in four channels. They made really beautiful way. I really appreciate Jackstro having a beautiful sound system because when I put some sound, it seems like a, they are more surrounding by, like a make people to to more get involved with in part of the the animations. To be honest, I might not able to do the same way with this sound if I had a show in different places. So this is a really good advantage to see the show in Jackstro. So um, one thing I wanted to make sure I didn't record any sound. I used the open source. And then first time I collected mostly the sound of the volcano and the most of the volcano sound is like a mud. And then I get more idea of what if I just collected sound from the water. And then I just interesting to keep collecting all of the sound, including environment, like ambient sound too from free source. And then I made the concepts from chapter one to chapter four, each chapters with a different sound systems. Like a chapter one is more like a, the visual itself is is like a sucking, like a, the 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 people just get into the one straight the camera. That way I 
choose the sound is immersive, more like all of people feel like they are sucking together, like into the hole. And then the woman who got, looks like a injury, like a lot of bruise and wounded, um, just came out. That moment, I wanted to more add what is about the sound of the volcano right after we are there, when we are there. What is about magma in my own way? So there are like crying scenes. I couldn't add any crying because it seems too predictable in a way. I wanted to find my own way about crying and then spread everything in a way. And I choose the volcano sound with them. And then, yeah, I know it's very, looks violent and weird about to make the woman looks like uh, wounded and then very bruising and looks like a violent thing. But I was thinking very certainly sure that is the, for me, best way to describe about what is Alzheimer patient. Because when I see my mom, my father really care her a lot. So she looks always clean and dressed really nice. But her inside doesn't really function very well. She even is not just about memory. She even don't know how to. She can't hear. She can't dis- see. So I wanted to find something inside out, because people who don't know about what is about dementia, they might think it's not really big deal. Because when they see in person, they don't feel it's not too bad. So I wanted to bring it out in an opposite way, like inside out. Like what if we, it was Alzheimer's patient? My goal was I recorded my mom's voice and actually u- using this her voice to generating the, the real voice cloning system using machine learning to she read the poem. And now I'm having a hard time because when I record her voice, it, she already had Alzheimer's. So the way she speak was very limited. I have a lack of resource of my mom speaking in limited topic. She keeps saying something same, same, same when I record it. So when I generated her to, to read the text of the poem, it sounds like a ghost, like a me, something like that. It sounds artificial. I'm not really sure how to depict, but there is something going on in the the machine sound. Um, but I think that, that way, if I able to put them one in somehow, it would be much, much good for people who might not able to see the work, but can listen. Maybe it might be good for them to experience the work more than just making beautiful quality of the sound. I mean, there's something so painful about that inability to replicate the voice, but also there seems to be something poetic, too. It it is. Um, Also, except her voice from the record is really hurtful, too, because it's based on conversation with me. She keeps saying something about her affections of me that made me really hurt emotionally that I couldn't really focusing on editing. If it was some of my friend, I could just be done in five minutes. But with her, 
it took almost like a, a day because I was keep crying without reasons. Maybe I miss her. Maybe this is a time to go Korea. Because she even don't know right now about me. When I watch the video, I think about there is this fear in the beginning that is very visceral, but there's also a shift that starts to happen, and it seems like a different tone emerges. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what starts to happen? So, yeah, so the the, the first is about try to be reverse in a more ritualistic way. And then the second was more like a symbolize of the woman who experience about life and love. And then the third is the part the audience keep following of her wandering the space in different dimensions. In the architectures, the connections, all of things in, there is actually personal things about my mom, her personal memory. I'm not really sure how much I can tell, but all of the weird architecture was connected with more in her memory. I met the space altogether. She was jumping around from like at the top and then like a play around all of the spaces. She can't do any, a lot of motion, so she's usually lying down on the bed or sit down on the chair. So they are sometimes there in the architecture, the kind of apartment or where the place is when the main character is wandering around like video games. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about the video game aspect? Because I think it's, I'm forgetting the chapters now. I want to say mm-hmm. maybe in chapter three, you, you drop into this space where it seems like there's a, a large group of women in either bathing suits or bra and underwear. Ah, the VR. People wear the VR. Yes, and they're wearing VR uh-huh. headsets. Uh-huh. Um And that was a moment when I felt, okay, I've just now dropped into this very strange VR video game world. But can you talk a little bit about what that image is, what that scene is? I found it out that my mom had been so much like a pressure down herself when she was around 40 to 50 years old. My life experience in Korea might be different than other Koreans, so maybe it's might, it might be rude me to say about this, but I think compared to here, Korea is communal cultures. Like uh, people like to check other people's to compare their life, and then the we are the people was the way I made them. Like if it is like a video game, they are like a monsters, not like the so many main characters that they don't see themselves in their real eyes because they wear the goggle. So I wanted to put, making the theatrical space, it's like a, literally like a theatrical space and added the real people to keep talking, ignore my mom. She's in the middle, frustrating. And then some weird dancing people <laughs> just came out, dance around. It was more like a, making more play around the situations in a mocking way, I'd like to say, about what my mom was living in her life before her Alzheimer's 
came. Before she got diagnosed of dementia, the Alzheimer, she tried to hide it to us, our family, because this kind of social standard make her to feel scared. Because Alzheimer in Korea is chime. Chime is from Chinese character. It is literally means like a stupid, foolish. That is the way people could look down some family social standard. And my mom was really worried about. I know this is very stupid things, but you know some people could able to die because of to keep their own dignity. They feel it. I can't fully understand how difficult it must be to make this work and to try to come to an understanding of this condition and also the personal pain of how it uh, impacts you because it's a family member. One thing I really appreciate about your work is how accessible it is, even though it is dealing with very difficult topics. I at least wanted to open, get over my fear, fearless and being sadness, resentment of oh my family I really love and scared to to expecting someone who will die soon. And then I honestly was being so unexperienced, like a very child, like being a child who actually realized it will happen to me soon. So when you say that you realize it will happen to you, is that because of the family history, is the fear? Yes, and then it's more for me since I'm getting older each year, I feel I'm getting close to my mom. And I didn't understand my mom before about her, some of things she she did, she shouldn't. And now I'm getting to understand more. And it's, I think, very beautiful and good inspirations to making artwork. So I really appreciate it, but painful. Chani Choi's installation, Remembrance Magma, was created through the Jack Straw New Media Gallery residency program. Podcast interviewer is Whitney Lynn. Produced by Levi Fuller and Joel Maddox. Engineer is Joel Maddox. Jack Straw Executive Director is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Artist Residency Programs are made possible with support from the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, Rainier Institute and Foundation, Arts Fund, Humanities Washington, and individual contributors. To learn more about our arts programs and hear more podcasts, visit us at jackstraw.org.